Funding for Elwood City Limits is brought to you by Chandler LaFave Boaton, Christopher Ifill, Crescent Fresh, Dan Mike Dawson Silva, Ian Collis, John DeLong, John Griswold, Josias Melendez, Leanne S., Light Relentless, Sam Solero, and Teresa. Become our patron today, join our private Discord, and get us closer to watching Detective Pikachu at patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. Well, well, well. Three ain't enough, man. I need five. Welcome, everybody, to Elwood City Limits, the episodic Arthur podcast. This is Will Young, one of your hosts, coming at you. Yes, it is the middle of the holiday season, and I really hope all of your plans are going well. I hope that you've managed to find all the presents that you want, uh, that you've decorated your whatever is in your house. (laughs) Decorated your house? Your apartment, wherever it is that you live, your room. Uh, And hope that you are kicking back, taking a little bit of time to relax. I know that this season can get really uh, hectic and crazy. So I hope that you're taking care of yourself. I hope that you're uh, able to have a good time with your family, your friends, your loved ones. And in the middle of all this, I wanted to make sure that we keep giving you some content in case uh, you need a little bit of a friendly voice in your ear from time to time. Goodness knows that I do. So here it is. This is Elwood City Limits, and we are wrapping up Season 5 of Arthur. It's been an interesting journey so far. Now, we've had some not-so-great seasons in Arthur, and we've had some great ones. It actually is really good. uh, It makes me feel good how the quality or my opinions on the quality of Arthur can change because sometimes I worry that there's nothing here for me. I mean, I'm 28 years old and I'm talking about a cartoon intended for children. There's certainly a lot of judgments you could make about me from, uh, from from just looking at the surface level. But what makes me feel good is that I can have educated, differing opinions. It's not like, oh, it's Arthur, so it's always good. No, 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 not necessarily. Uh, it's good to always be critical of the things that you like. Not to a to a granular degree, but it's always good to interrogate how you feel about certain things, about things that you love. I love Arthur, but I, I'm really enjoying going back through this and seeing when it was at its best and when it maybe wasn't. Season 5, I've got a few things to say about it. I've already said a few things about it, too. But I also want to give the opportunity for my co-host, Lucas Mancini, to say his piece, too. So as we do with every season wrap-up, Lucas and I are going to have our own little segments here, and we're going to talk about our top five episodes of the season and where they kind of fit in, and then our feelings on the season as a whole as we look forward to season six in 2019. Uh, I will say as well... Um, Lucas and I going back through this I I can't say that we're watching all these episodes a second time we're kind of going back through the Wikipedia page and looking at the descriptions and everything so uh, it could be that maybe an episode we really liked at the time isn't represented here in the final tally maybe one of these episodes is one that we actually hated (laughs) it's hard to remember we talk about a lot of Arthur content so uh, hopefully these are as representative of our opinions now as they were at the time and we're not kind of giving you some weird back talk that's i think that's a worry for both of us uh 
But for now, I'm going to hand things off to Lucas first. I always like to have him get him to have the first word because, of course, I'm editing this. So, of course, I get the last word. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a word from Lucas. And then after a little bit, you'll hear from me about season five. Hey, everybody. Lucas Mancini here, Elwood City Libet's co-host. And we're doing a wrap-up of the Emmy Award-winning season five. Now, me and uh, Will have engaged in plenty of discourse about, was this season really worth the Emmy? And I think uh, to answer that, we have to answer some bigger questions about the Emmys in general and the merit of them. I'm pretty sure, like, Big Bang Theories won Emmys. So I don't think it's that great of a, basically, that great of a way of measuring the quality of a show, whether it won an Emmy or not. It's just an interesting tidbit about this season, because it's kind of a rocky season. Um, there's, like, a good three episodes from this season that I truly love, like, I think that are really standout good episodes. But everything else is pretty middle-of-the-road to bad. Uh, but we're not talking about the worst episodes. We're talking about my five favorite episodes. So first I'll start with some honorable mentions. These are episodes that are pretty good, but just didn't quite make the cut. And that's, uh, the cave, the election, uh, lousy week, and you are Arthur. Uh, gotta give shout outs to those, uh, some of them for their creativity, like lousy week and you are Arthur. Uh, the election's just a solid episode and the cave has cave daddy. So it needed to be mentioned here. So, number five for me is Family Feud. It's Arthur's answer to Rashomon. I love the idea of a mystery where we see it from different people's perspectives and how they uh, how they perceive it. Um, I love the relationship between Arthur and DW in this episode. And the star of the show is, of course, Arthur's dad uh, going through a mental breakdown after his souffle breaks. Uh, it's just a fun episode and a really good DW performance as well. Number four for me is Pet Peeved. Uh, another great Binky episode. Binky's the star of the show. He can carry any episode, and this might be the most quotable Binky episode ever because it's just him and a cat, and the cat doesn't have any lines, so it's all Binky. Uh, I love the relationship between Binky and Nemo. Super fun episode, uh, and a great Binky episode to boot. Uh, number three is The Last of Mary Mukau. Always love it when the show gets meta and self-aware and starts talking about TV shows and stuff like that. Pretty interesting lesson, uh, teaching kids how to let go when their favorite TV show gets canceled. I don't can't think of another kid's show that has that exact moral. So very creative, um, and also I really love the ending, the almost Twilight Zone ironic ending in which Arthur now has time to watch Bionic Bunny, but instead they show Mary Mukau reruns. Uh, that's just great dramatic irony, and I think it's a great way to wrap up the episode. Number two is Bitsy's Bow, definitely the most sentimental episode of the season. Um, whenever we talk about the really standout Arthur episodes, it's always ones that combined a message uh, that's nuanced with good humor um, and, you know, just good character work overall, and this is a great lesson that's told in an incredibly funny way that leaves you warm and fuzzy on the inside. It's a great Buster showpiece. It's a good way of showing um, complicated family dynamics or, or when you have divorced parents and your mom needs to move on and starts dating someone else and how to deal with that. Um, and all of this is in a kid's show, an animated cartoon with animals. And so uh, I think Bitsy's Bow is just one of those episodes that uh, sort of, is exemplary of 
what makes Arthur special and different from other children's shows? It's it's a must-watch from the season. Not as much, though, as my number one, which is by far the best thing this season had to author, author excuse me, and that's Kids Are From Earth, Parents Are From Pluto. This is an ensemble episode done right. It's got a great topic of Swallow's parents being so culturally different than everyone else and her sort of having anxiety about not fitting in. That's a, a great moral to teach about, and it's hilarious. Everything with the different parents interacting and the kids being embarrassed of their parents is all really, really well done. The stuff with uh, Francine's dad is especially funny. Um, and I just love the dynamic of the kids being embarrassed with of their parents. This one was like a laugh riot from start to finish, but it's also like a really, like I said, nuanced, um, well done episode tackling a slightly sensitive topic. And I, I think it does it well. I also really like the Sue Ellen character and I look forward to seeing more episodes centered around her because she's kind of an underrated Arthur character. Um, so yeah, that is my top five of season five. Excited to see what Will thinks. Uh, and this might be, uh, one of the last times you hear from us in the year. So I'll say, uh, happy Christmas, Feliz Navidad, happy Hanukkah. And, uh, I look forward to a fun new year with lots more Arthur in 2019. Also, make sure you subscribe to that Patreon. I've been having a lot of fun answering questions in the Discord. Uh, so you'll want to get on that as well. Thanks guys. Lucas out. Thank you very much, Lucas. It was uh, it's it's always better going through an Arthur season with a friend, and uh, no better friend to do it with than you, sir. All right, uh, let's get into my picks for season five. After this, and now a word from me, Lucas Mancini of Elwood City Limits. Don't forget to chat with your Elwood City Limits pals on social media with Facebook.com slash Elwood City Limits or at ECL Podcast on Twitter. We also have a Tumblr, ElwoodCityLimits.tumblr.com and an Instagram, at Elwood City Limits. If you want to send us a question, send us an email and get it read on the show at ElwoodCityLimits at gmail.com. You can find the entire episode archive at elwoodcitylimits.libsyn.com or on your favorite podcast service. If we aren't on your preferred podcast app, let us know, and we'll do our best to get on it. Thanks, as always, for supporting us here at Elwood City Limits. Now, back to the show. And I'm back. Okay, no more stalling. It took me a little bit. This one was not easy to rank, really. There was, uh, I will say that there was not really an episode that stood out as like, wow, this is the best one. And uh, that's definitely happened in seasons before, not so much in this one. And that's actually not a value judgment. It's just, uh, you know, some episodes, I I, I knew which ones didn't belong, let's say. Uh, So this took a little bit. Season five, let's start it off with number five. That's going to go to Pet Peeved, which is the episode where Binky takes care of Francine's cat Nemo. Now, this one, not a whole lot going on story-wise, but almost by virtue of the fact that it's a Binky episode, it belongs here. And this was a good one. I uh, I really love the interaction between Binky and Nemo and just the, uh, the entire situation I felt uh, they really did their best. I mean, that's been a huge revelation of this podcast as a whole is just how great of a character Binky Barnes is. And I'm really getting the joy of rediscovering him. It's great, and he really appeals to a more adult sensibility. So this this is a fun one. It's not one of the funniest Binky episodes ever, but it's pro- it's it's a Binky episode in this season, so it definitely was going to get considered at one point or another. Uh, 
Number four, it's actually a tie. Uh, I wanted to include both of these episodes on the list, but I was having trouble placing them, especially with just five five slots. So I decided to give it a tie. This one goes to Just Desserts and The Lousy Week. Both of these have an interesting concept that I think played out really well. And I guess that's kind of the through line you can use to tie them together. Just Desserts was the episode where Arthur gets too full of wedding cake and food and candy. And he ends up dreaming slash hallucinating that he's in several Famous fairy tales. Uh, I th- I think that was a really great concept. Uh, there were some really good jokes made at both the expense of the fairy tales and using their logic as well. Uh, I thought the designs of the fairy tales were also very cool. And it also made me really hungry. There's some really good food in this episode. Uh, the Lousy Week uh, was the one, of course, with all the head lice. And I did like the framing of the head lice as an army. And this one, an ensemble episode that kind of felt a little bit more freeform of just like, here's some vignettes of what's going on with the kids here. What's going on with the Muffy? What's going on with Francine? What's going on with Arthur? What's going on with Buster? What's going on with Binky? Da da da. And I liked kind of the rapid fire nature of all of the. Uh, Points of view coming in, and I thought there were some really good jokes in here, uh, some re- really great binky as always. Uh, but from everybody, I thought that this uh, this really worked pretty well and uh, very imaginative and fun. Number three, uh, this one I had to give some love to. It was just a matter of where it was going to end up. So I decided number three is going to go to You Are Arthur. Uh, definitely an interesting, very interesting from a, tech, a technical standpoint. It was cool to kind of go back and see um, or at least try to imagine exactly how difficult this would have been at the time uh, for animators, the kind of unique challenge that a first-person perspective episode comes from. The story of the episode is pretty good. I like Arthur kind of being in a race, and like I said at the time, it almost feels like a telltale game at points. Uh, yeah, I just thought this was a really cool one to look at. I mean, maybe not so cool if you are if you get motion sickness, but it's a good opportunity to kind of show have the animators kind of flex their muscle a little bit and uh, work with a challenge. And I think they rose to it very well, and it's very memorable as a result. I'm sure a lot of kids and people my age remember, uh, oh, the episode of Arthur where you see it from his perspective. Number two, this was one that I actually had to be reminded of why I liked it so much. I had to read the episode description, and I was like, oh, right, I remember really liking this episode. That would be Kids Are From Earth, Parents Are From Pluto, specifically all of the parts with Sue Ellen and her family. I remember Lucas and I loving this, and I still do. I think this is a, such a cool um, character focus for Sue Ellen and her parents. She really seemed, they all really seemed very interesting and in a very realistic way. And this did, it, it did seem kind of seem like a problem that kids would have, and it was presented in a very entertaining way. I'm really, I'm partial to that now. As we get deeper and deeper into Arthur, I really like episodes that are focusing on secondary characters. I remember one of my favorite episodes of the last couple of seasons was focusing on Fern. I loved that episode, and this one I really like too. Sue Ellen has, is, is very fertile ground for a lot of interesting uh, topics to bring up because she's so into travel and other cultures, and I really appreciated kind of bringing this situation closer to home uh, and uh, all of the kind of cultural references. Her parents seem really, like, really interesting people. So, yeah, it just has a place in my heart for that reason. And number one, that's going to go to Bitsy's Bow. 
Now, Bitsy's bow. Buster episodes, I think, are almost as reliable as Binky episodes. Uh, I, w- I will say also, Nerves of Steel was a good Buster episode this uh, season, too. And uh, the episode where Buster gets into that contest was pretty good until the end. Uh, but this one, I'd say, is the best. And this is how I personally relate to it. I can, uh, I can see how people may have uh, maybe the big dig on their top five episodes. Uh, because of the kind of the treatment of Grandpa Dave, but this one, this one, I relate to a lot more because it's the kind of single parent issue thing, and I always think that they tackle that very well. It's a great representation of what Arthur is at its best. It's representing different viewpoints of kids and how other kids kind of live their lives and how they can be just as normal as you, even with all of the differences. Uh, I think the the through line of all of Buster's crazy imaginations about what his mom's boyfriend is like, uh, you know, from like a robot to a crab alien to Mr. Ratburn, that's all really good. And it all kind of makes sense. And it just feels really good, I, I guess, from an adult perspective, when it, to see eventually Harry... Uh, and Buster getting along very well, and that just kind of, it, it really made me feel good. It's an episode that I feel good remembering, and it really establishes, I guess, Buster as more of a point-of-view character for myself personally than I uh, even thought before. This, I thought, was really, really strong and probably the season's best offering. But, unfortunately, there were... Going back through it, man, there were a lot of episodes that I either dislike or straight up don't remember. This season as a whole was pretty disappointing. And it's weird, right? I mean, I've made the point before, and I can't wait to stop talking about this either, about how this episode, this season won the Emmy for the season. And you know how it is with award shows. A lot of times it's like, you know, a, a great TV show won't win in the years where it's good, but then they'll get it later as kind of like a, yeah, you've been good for a long time, so here it is. And I can definitely see that happening with Arthur. Arthur's been good pretty much since the beginning. And so getting it here does almost seem like a, a lifetime achievement award, so to speak. So I'm not so mad at Arthur getting an award. It's just like the timing of it right now. It's, it's season five. It's just like, okay. Uh, I don't know. I I I don't mean to be so negative, especially if you enjoyed season five. I'd love to know your thoughts on this too. Um, yeah, I just feel like there are other seasons of Arthur that we've had so far that, from top to bottom, I've loved. And it's weird, especially considering that the seasons are so streamlined now. Ten episodes, I think, is a great length for an Arthur season. It means that we're going to get through them a lot quicker, considering that we have over 20. Uh, But there is something to be said about, I mean, I guess it's a little unfair. My benchmark is always season one, but that was like double the amount of episodes, which is kind of unfair. They had more chances to kind of uh, be uh, put into my mind, I suppose. Uh, But man, season one, loved it. And other seasons too. I want to say seasons three and four? I remember season two was not, I was not crazy about, but there have been other seasons with really, really good stretches of episodes. And this one, it didn't find its footing so well in the beginning and then kind of struggled until the second half where it started to improve. And then before you know it, it's all over. And so I kind of, I hope for better as we go to season six, but I am very optimistic. That's the thing is that, Having seen a lot of these as a kid, I know that things are going to get not just better, but also weirder. We One thing good I can say about Season 5 is that we continue to push the boundaries of getting 
weird with the Arthur concept. I love the ones where we're meta or we're outside the box or just kind of trying new things. And we're still doing that, and it's great. So that that has been the biggest positive of Season 5 is that we're continuing to kind of push what Arthur episodes can be. And I know that we're going to keep doing that as we go forward. So season five, not really one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, It's it's one of my least favorites so far, but there's like 15 more to go or something more than that. I know. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of ups and a lot of downs to come. So don't take it too, too seriously. Season five, not my favorite season, but I am very hopeful for season six ahead. Very excited too, because that one's going to be starting off with a bang and that's going to do it. We're finally going to stop talking about season five into season six we go uh yes so coming up next week we have got a special holiday slash christmas episode i'm going to be joined by dj bob runkle and we are going to be talking about the arthur christmas album this was a suggestion uh that dj bob made to me and this is this is great i we do have another arthur album that we'll be talking about eventually but this is perfect for the holidays and everything so we're gonna be talking about that hey if you want more holiday arthur content make sure to check out arthur's perfect christmas and if you subscribe to our patreon you can get access to the arthur's perfect christmas commentary that lucas and i did so we'll try and make you laugh as you watch uh arthur's perfect christmas and if you're a patron you can do that for as little as a dollar a month and get access to that and all commentaries in the future of course if you would like to listen to a free commentary experience then go to soundcloud.com slash elwood city limits and now up for free you don't even have to worry about thinking about paying about it uh it's going to be arthur it's only rock and roll featuring the backstreet boys that's uh, another lucas and will commentary so coming up next week, me and DJ Bob talking about the Christmas album. Then we're going to be taking a little bit of a break for the holidays. And then the first Friday in January, just double checking the date, that's Friday, January 4th. Ooh, the same day as Wrestle Kingdom. That's fun. Uh, Lucas and I are going to be joined by JV. And we're going to be talking about the first episode of season six. Uh, Sue Ellen gets her goose cooked and best of the nest. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm so excited, guys. That's going to be great. All right. It's going to be a terrific 2018. We've still got a little bit to go here on Elwood City Limits, so I'll just say uh, for Lucas Mancini, my name is Will Young, and we'll see you uh, in Season 6 and in the Christmas album, too.